Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me back. That's pretty good. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, okay, so if you're sitting next to someone, you've got to high-five them and say, man, I'm going to Fitzy's next week. I just about want to go to Fitzy's. Fitzy sounds like a nightclub. <laughs> sounds like a place where you could really get it happening, eh? <laughs> you want to come to Fitzy's on Sunday? <laughs> hey, um, I've got a word for you guys, a real simple word. You got it. You got it. You really have got it. You've just got it. So you may not need to hear that now. There may be times when you've wanted to hear that. And there's going to be times when you want to hear that. Can you just remember that? You've actually got it. Yeah. Just the difference. As soon as you said hello to me this morning, I thought, oh, this girl's got something. She's changed or something's happened. You just got it. So good. See the young fella up here. Proud of the young fella. Talking his stories and talking about winter, May, June, July. and all the stuff. Good. You got it. It's good. Proud of you. I'm proud of you and I don't really know you very well. How good's that? Isn't that good, though? Because isn't the church family? I'm proud of you, man. Proud of you. If I'm proud of you, I know God is. It's awesome. And it's so good to have, uh, to have um, prophets, Greg and Julie here. They're actually friends of ours. And there's time. I'm talking this morning on prayer and things in that area. But these guys, I remember, they, they probably don't remember, but a few years ago, they actually said, we have been praying for you. And when people say that sort of stuff to you, it's more than hello, goodbye, how's it going, pat on the back, yeah, how's your church going, oh yeah, how big's your church, oh yeah, how many this, to me all that superficial stuff out the door. What really counts to me is when, you know, when people have been praying for you, they've taken time out of their routine, out of their day, out of their time schedule to actually bring you before God. And that, that speaks a lot of what's going on inside, so I really appreciate that, thanks very much. Thanks for the times you have prayed for us. I know you're a praying couple. I know you've got this lovely lady over here, Ma, uh, Barbara. It's not Margaret. Margaret is the other one that used to pray for me. I hope she still does pray for me. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder. Hey, so um, on your move, on your move, guys, seriously, we had uh, one, two, we put three really good contracts. I might have touched on this last time on buildings and obviously we were a bit cheeky. We were trying to buy 1.1 and 1.2 million dollars with 700,000 dollars. It didn't really fly but we were believing God and trying, you know. Why? You got, if you don't ask, you don't know what you're going to get and that's the deal. Just be cheeky or uh, just ask because God actually doesn't mind if you just ask. He's actually quite happy about that. That's, you know, there's deals because something's only worth as much as someone can get it for or is prepared to pay for it. Oh, yeah, that's the deal, no matter what it is. So, you know, we put three contracts on. It took um, my lovely lady, went down and sat on a park bench, and God spoke to her, uh, told her to go and sit on a park bench, and she didn't really want to sit on the park bench, but eventually she did. Like every good woman, she does do what God tells her, not necessarily me. <laughs> and uh, she's a great lady. She's fantastic. And um, through that series of miracles, now we have a facility that's four acres. It's $1.2 million that we're renting to buy, signed up as a contract, and the place looks fantastic. And we are so blessed. Not only does it accommodate our church, 
but it accommodates all the cage youth foundations and things that we do with our graffiti removal businesses, our park cleanup businesses, and all the social things that we do with the young people as well and all the school programs. So we are so blessed and we just know that we're positioned for the future that as that area of, of um, Redlands, as that grows, we're going to grow with it. So be encouraged, you know, go to Fitzy's. Fitzy's, just enjoy the journey as much as you can. You know, as, you, as you've enjoyed being here, the times and the moments you've had here where the power of God's got you or words pierced your heart or you've experienced some love, whatever it may be, just remember those good times, those moments, because Fitzy's got it as well, because you know why you're going to be there. And then wherever God leads you to, you know, it'll have it there too because you're going to be there as well. So I've been talking about prayer. Prayer is really important. I've been maybe two months talking on prayer in church. And there's a lot of aspects you can take in prayer. There's warfare. There's, there's, it's like a marriage. It's like a relationship. And I want to encourage you, you know, if you are visiting this church this, this morning, Forever Church, you know, if you've never received Jesus Christ or maybe you're away from Jesus or your relationship isn't 100% flourishing or you're not happy with where you are with your relationship, then I want to encourage you, you know, at the end, end of the meeting we'll be praying for people and you can receive something fresh for, for your life. You can reconnect with some, with some aspect of God if, it's, if you feel it's not there. Because that's what, that's what prayer is. Prayer engages. Prayer is about relationship. But the area of prayer that I want to talk to this morning is, is the area of how dreams can affect our relationship and our prayer. And I love dreams. Some I've been called a dreamer who's been called a dreamer. You know, some dreams have turned out to be absolute nightmares. I don't really want to talk about the nightmares. You know, you know what I'm talking about, those nightmares. I want to talk about the dreams. And, you know, there's, I've, I've had dreams and the presence of God in them has been so... I've never experienced it in real life. The, the, one of the dreams, a guy gave me a million dollars. <laughs> Who wants to have a dream like that? And I don't know, did I touch on this dream that, where I had a dream where there was a curtain in churches? No, I don't think I did. I think I've only shared it in my church because I try to keep stuff a little bit on the low when it comes to some of the dreams. But I'll share this dream with you. I had it last year. And usually I have them in the middle of the night, run two, three o'clock in the morning. And you wake up and it's, oh, man, that's, that's okay. And here was this dream. And, and so in our church, there was a little tear up in a, in a corner there. And I'm talking about our ch- a church. There's a little tear up in the corner. And I go, what's that there? And, and, and the Lord goes, just, just go and pull that down. So I started to pull that down. I started to pull it down, pulled it down. As I pulled it down, just this huge presence of God just increased. The presence of God increased in our church. And I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. And then I, I was in another church and going to other churches. And here's this, this little tear. And I think, well, look at the little, it's a tear again. The Lord says, go pull it down. So I pulled it down. And, whew, and, in, and in, there was a couple of churches that I went to where you pulled the veil down and not, not a lot happened. And I said, what's, what's, why isn't it happening here? Why isn't that the same? Here, the veil's been pulled down. You told me to pull the veil down. And the Lord said, it's tears and prayers. Prayers and tears. Tears and prayers. There's something about our prayers. So there's an area of prayer which is intercession. I'm not an expert on that, and I really don't want to be either. <laughs> but I salute the intercessors. But prayers and tears. See, church, we want to see a miracle. We want to see a move of God. We want to see the power of God. We want to go to McDonald's. We want to go to Fitzy's. We want to go to the Logan Hyperdown, Tempen Bowling, all those areas. 
and because of what is in us and on us, it reaches people. Prayers and tears. Prayers and tears. You can't buy this stuff with money. Your acts won't get it. It's got to be bought. It's got to be something's got to be paid for with something that is in here, that is with a relationship, that is a connection, that something from heaven flows into and out of, and it flows through. That's what we are. We're people. We're just channels. We're people that are connected to God, and that connection, we receive that, and then we give that. Blessed to be a blessing. Prayer. So dreams. So let's look at this guy. Let me uh, turn. I'll just, how much time have I got? It's 20 to 12. 12. 12? 1 o'clock. 2 o'clock. <laughs> Someone give me a coffee. Coffee. Just, I'm just joking. Okay, so Genesis 28, uh, verse 10. Jacob left Bathsheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, I'll talk about that in a sec, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you, and I will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised with you. There's some good promises in there. Verse 16. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head, set it up as a pillar, and poured oil on top of it. He called that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Luz. Verse 20, Then Jacob made a vow saying, If God be with me and will watch over me on this journey, I am taking and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely to my father's household. Then the Lord will be my God. And this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. Now there's a lot of stuff in there. There's a lot, so I'm just going to pull... A few key things out, and I think, I think really one of them will be significant for you here today. <clears throat> so a stairway. What does a stairway do? It gives us access to something. Stairways, there isn't one on the stage. I don't really need one because I'm a big old boy. I can hop down here. But if I had a miniskirt on and some high heels, then I might have to... Can you hear you know, count? You know what I'm saying. So steps come in really handy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure you could. Stairways are great. They, what do they help us do? They help us get to the next level. They help us go up in, in two-story houses. They help us go up higher. They help us go up to levees, to up levels. And stairways give us access to the things that are inaccessible. So here's Jacob having a sleep. First thing he sees is a stairway. The second thing, on it were the angels ascending and descending. So here's the angels 
going up and down the stairway, up and down, up and down. What, what, this, what this stairway has done is it's bridged heaven and earth. It's created a pathway where man can reach heaven in the spiritual realm. Bridges. What this world needs is to be bridged. But first, we've got to bridge ourselves and make sure that there's some interaction between us and heaven, between us and our God, between us and our Lord, with our relationships. So stairways take us to different levels. Bridge the gap. Plug the gap. The third thing, in verse 13, above it stood the Lord declaring promise, shaping the future, blessing him. Jesus is at the top, or the Lord at the top of the stairway. You can do this. I'm with you. You've got it in you. All things are possible. It's a revelation in his dream from God. It's all kind of getting downloaded to. The next thing, verse 15, I am with you. It's so good to know that we've got a Father that's with us. Our Lord is with us. When you're going through the dark times, when you're going through the the not-so-pleasant times, when it's not as rosy as you'd like it to be, it's good to know that you're not alone. It's good to know that you're not alone. I, I, you know, I, there's three things that I've, I've always he- heard God say to me when it's been a bit tough. I'm with you. You can do it. And I believe in you. I've spoken to many men and men's breakfasts and things over for years and years and years. I'm with you. I believe in you. You can do it. It's so powerful to believe in somebody. You heard Prophet Greg and Julie this morning saying, let's honour our pastors. Believe. Let's show them honour. Let's bless them for what they do. Let's speak well of them. Let's speak faith and blessing. And here's the Lord. You can do it, son. Here I am. He's speaking speaking destiny in this dream. You're going to be this. You're going to be that. Verse 16, this place is awesome. It's the house of God. It's the gate of heaven. It wasn't a natural place. What's the address of this place? Queen's Road. It was Queen's Road, so who's experienced something in Queen's Road? Here. But, but when you go to Fitzy's and beyond, you know, you're not necessarily, you'll have a place in your mind that'll be, oh yeah, at Queen's Road, Jesus came into my life and changed my life. Oh yeah, at Queen's Road, I got healed from cancer. Oh yeah, at Queen's Road, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Oh yeah, that's, you know, I remember when I got born again, the day I got born again, the chair I was sitting in when I got born again, and the little old lady with the walking stick that came up to me and told me this is a day of salvation. I remember that day so clearly even now, but that whole place is gone. That place is demolished. That chair will be in the tip. All that carpet will all be gone, but I remember that place. It was an awesome place. It was the gate of heaven. It's where God was. We're not talking about a natural thing. We're talking about a spiritual experience. Something spiritual transpires in a natural place. Something ever so supernatural happens when we're in a natural place. And that's what we need to remember. So we look at the next thing. Hopefully it's the next thing. Oh, it is too, verse 18. He poured oil on the stone. 
we need to put oil. You put oil on the altar of the day. Do you? You put oil on here. Great word. Great stuff. Why? Let's have a look. Memorial. Remember our experiences. They are what get us through the fire. He poured oil on the stone. Do you think that stone is around today? All those hundreds of years ago, that stone could have been picked up by now and it could be in a Buddhist temple somewhere in another place in the world. Who really cares? Again, it's a spiritual experience. We need to remember these times when Christ has come into our life, when the power of God's met us. We oil those times. They're oiled, they're etched in my memory. The dreams that I've had, there's oil in there. The actions, the people that have done things that good or not so good, there's oil in there. Sometimes the not so good things are a blessing from God as well because they've helped me be the person that I am. But we remember those things as oil, oil, oil. When we oil those things, no matter what comes in here or who comes in here, this is a place etched in some of your lives as a spiritual stone that you've oiled and it happened here. This place could be bulldozed over and two years doesn't matter but here something happened this is the gate of heaven fitzies this is the gate of heaven power of god's going to be there because you're there okay then he poured oil on stone and uh, called that place bethel which is the house of god out in the middle of nowhere and there won't be a temple there now there'll just be an old desert so here's a dream that he had a spiritual encounter that jacob had that spoke destiny and purpose and plan to his life. And some of these keys we can bring out and, and make it a, a pre- Dreams are powerful. Dreams are very, very powerful. God can, will, and does use dreams to speak to us. How good is that? We're spiritual people. We're talking about prayer. Well, I'm talking about prayer. You're listening. Talking about an aspect of prayer, which is dream, which is communication, which is a spiritual thing. Okay, so pray until something happens. We've all heard that. The only time you should do that, the only time you should push is when you pray until something happens. Believe me, I've tried to push a lot of things over. I've tried to open a lot of doors. You know, I kind of get a bit, you know, I'm going to do this. And I prayed. In times gone by, I've prayed and I've got all stroppy. And I've gone and punched things around, not physically, but spiritually and stuff, trying to open up doors. Guess what? It doesn't actually work unless God's on it. Being a bloke... Been a bloke, a little bit slow to learn sometimes. So, so now, you know, I try. Now I try. Don't always get it right, but I try to pick my fights. <laughs> if you, <laughs> you've got to pick the fights you can win. It's been a while. I'm, I'm getting on. I'm nearly 60. I'm getting there. I'm learning some things. <laughs> yeah. So, so dreams are pretty cool. Okay, I'll just say four things I think because I want at the end of the day if I can motivate you or the word of God can motivate you to be more spiritual not talking about a fairy that's unearthed floating around earth someone that's well earthed and you're able to be spiritual in your life your prayer life will increase so in the Bible Matthew 27, 19 to 20. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, 
His wife sent him this message. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man. For I have su- that's Jesus. For I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Dreams can be used very specifically as a warning. Years and years and years ago when my two little girls were four and seven, we were saved up and we were going to go back to New Zealand for our first holiday. And just quickly, Queenstown, New Zealand, the shot over river. If you just drive up a little bit around the road from there, there's another place where they have jet boats and things. And they had a little swing bridge over there. And I had this dream before we went. This dream was really clear and there was going to be tragedy there and, and it was going to be really bad. We were going to have an accident and, and I was going to lose my kids. And I woke up and I was man, that's weird. Because I was just starting really to have dreams, spiritual dreams. So as a warning, so this may sound a little bit out there, but to me it was pretty very clear. You know when you've got a dream from God, it's not a nightmare. It's actually a dream that is very clear, specific and precise. So we go and have our holiday, and we, go, we do the shot over, and then we, we're driving in the car, driving down this road. In this particular place, it's got like a, a mound of, of um, rock, or there's a mountain kind of area out there and a drawbridge over to it. This is what it used to look like, or a, a rope bridge over to it. And then you walk your way down, and you launch from down there. And the kids said, are we going to go on that one too, Dad? Are we going to go on that one too? And I just said, no, I don't think we'll go on that one today. And I just, because of the dream. They can be a warning for us. How good is that? We can actually have a warning if we're in that place. They can prepare us. Zacharias, Luke 1, 5, 23. God used a vision to, do, to tell Zacharias, an old priest, that he would soon have an important son, not long after Zacharias and his wife Elizabeth had John the Baptist. Joseph. <laughs> Matthew 1, 20, 2, 13. Joseph would have divorced Mary or done something to Mary when he found out she was pregnant, but God sent an angel to him in a dream, convincing him that the pregnancy was of God. We're talking about prayer. We're talking about something spiritual. There's more to us than bringing our petitions to God. Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? I have a need. There's an obstacle in my way. We're talking about a two-way relationship where God, our Father, wants such intimacy with us, such relationship with us, that there's a two-way street going, that we are truly the sons and daughters of God because we're led by the Spirit of God. And then uh, after Jesus was born, God sent two more dreams, one to tell Joseph to take his family to Egypt so Herod couldn't kill Jesus, another to tell Herod he was dead and that he could, should re- could return home. Three, leading us, Acts 16. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man in Macedonia standing begging him, come over here to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. There's heaps and heaps and heaps of stories in the Bible. Cornelius, God spoke in Acts chapter 10, 1 to 6. God spoke to an Italian centurion named Cornelius, who feared the God of the Jews in his vision. Cornelius saw an angel who told him where to find Simon Peter and to send for him and listen to his message. Cornelius obeyed the vision Peter came and preached, and Cornelius and his household, full of Gentiles, were saved by the grace of God. Prayer. An aspect of prayer is dreams and visions. An aspect of prayer is dreams and visions. 
Not the be-all and the end-all, not the main thing, but certainly an aspect, a part of our prayer language. Part of our prayer, what do you see? What dreams do you have? I'm sure the pastors have got a vision and dreams for this church. Dreams, do you share that dream and that vision? Personal dreams we're talking about here of how the Lord can actually lead us individually. So the corporate vision is go and make, which this church wants to do, and apparently this gentleman over here does at McDonald's or somewhere, or the beach. So you're already going and making. So you come to the church to to weld into that plan and that purpose. I want to be a part of that. And in that, out of your relationship or our relationship, we can actually begin to be more definitive. We can actually hear ourselves so that we can have a dream maybe about the person over the road, someone we're working with. You get an inkling from the Holy Spirit. You wake up and go, you know, I really should do this for that person. That's what the Bible's talking about, being led. He leads us. So, you know, when you have a dream, don't think, is that a nightmare or a dream? It's, it's, it might require some faith to actually get that going. It gives us hope. Gives us hope. Visions in the New Testament also served to provide information that was unavailable elsewhere. We've got so much open to us this day and age. We've got podcasts. We've got TV, church TV. We've got Bibles. We've got the Word of God. We've, we've got what is known to us commonly as coming to church and celebrating. Back in the day, they never had these things. There was, not, there was no Bible. There was, a, there was the scrolls. It had, King James hadn't been born yet and put it into King Jimmy to start the, the ball rolling. It was kind of, we were going way back. If you found a scroll somewhere, yeah, I got a scroll. We've got so much available to us, church. Way more, way, way, way more than what the examples are here. But these people heard from God. They lived godly lives. They acted with what they had. Our challenge today for you and me, our challenge is to push, position ourselves so that we hear from God. So that the dreams that God gives us, we act upon. We don't discount them. We don't treat them lightly. Because we're talking about prayer. So peel that onion back. We're talking about a relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. A two-way relationship. Thankfully, I'm married. Got the best woman in the world. And, and we talk to each other. We both communicate. She tells me when I'm naughty, and I tell her that she's awesome. We communicate. You know what I'm talking about, boys? That's how it works. What did I see the other day? If, uh, if, if you've got $20 and your wife's got $25, then she's got $25. I saw that somewhere on Facebook. We're talking that sort of stuff. Relationship. I don't do certain things that will offend my wife. I actually don't believe that. I don't do things that will offend my wife because I have a long-term relationship with her. When we have a long-term relationship with our Lord, then we won't do things that offend him. Relationship, prayer. I find, and you, you allude to this, when you back off, when something's going wrong, 
then something is going wrong. There's a lack of communication in a relationship. In the natural, if you say, I've had enough of this person, I don't want to see them anymore, then you back off. If you feel guilty in their presence, then you back off. That's why forgiveness is so critical. It's so important that we actually live in that zone. But relationship is two-way. It's God speaking to me. It's not me treating him like I've got a mobile phone on my hip and when I need to, I ring him. It's two-way relationship. Dreams are very important. As you guys are embarking on this next transient time with your tents and all, all the things you've got going, going to Fitzy's and what that will be, you know, there'll be, there's going to be times when you see the place. You'll see the place. You'll know the place. But it's only going to be a place. Because the place isn't really what matters. It used to matter to me. When you get the place, it doesn't really matter. Because you know what matters? Is that our connection with God is right. That our relationships are right. Because we can have church on the beach. We can have it anywhere, down the park. We can hire a library. Who cares where you have church? As long as we're in relationship with our God and with one another. And enjoying the journey. Amen? So my prayer for you this morning, I'll, we'll, we'll finish it off there, it's pretty full. My prayer this morning is I want to encourage you, you know, in your personal relationship with Christ, explore, if you haven't already, that area of dreams, revelation, vision. And if it's two-way, if it's not something that's going to make you rich and get you the BMW and you the good business and you the nice house, if it's, if it's not birthed out of selfishness or the flesh and you really have that desire to see God promoted in your world and promoted to people around you, then I'm sure you're going to hear things from him. You will hear things from him. How exciting is that? So, this is what we're going to do. Because I don't know everybody here, I'm going to give you an opportunity, if you're away from Jesus, in a minute, to come and ask Jesus Christ into your life. The, the pastors will pray for you. Someone will pray for you if you want to make that, that prayer, if you want to make that declaration. If you're away from him, or you've never asked Christ into your life, and you want to begin that relationship, or you want to renew, reconnect, that relationship with him so that there's two-way fellowship going in your life. And in a minute, maybe we're going to sing. or Maybe we're going to stand. It'll be okay. We'll just have some music. It's okay. You can come. Secondly, you want to experience the stairway and just in your heart, that little, little opener about the stairway and going to the next level touched your life, which I believe it did this morning. You want that, that experience to be real. You want that, your relationship to go to the next level with God. If I can use that old Christianese frame, going to the next level, in the context of the steer. If that's you and you say, hey, Jesus, I really want to be lifted up here. I'm going to the, take those steps to this next area you've got for me whether you see visions, have dreams, and most importantly, that you're disconnected with him. So can we all just stand as we close this morning?